Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Harry Wakes right to the last. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We hope you're keeping safe and well. If you're listening to the show for the very first time, you can follow us on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Audio Boom. We're pretty much across every audio platform you can find. We're on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. We are on Facebook and Instagram too. And we have just joined Clubhouse. And that's our new exclusive breaking news. Clubhouse will be on there for team reaction lineup. Uh, halftime analysis will be there. So make sure you check us out fresh to Clubhouse. So go on, give us a follow on there. And I'll say we'll be providing you action and reaction to all Tottenham Hotspur related news. And we're back talking about another Tottenham win. Isn't it nice to say a couple of wins in the space of a couple of days? And I've got, again, a wonderful panel here to join me to look back on this win against Burnley. Much needed in the Premier League. I've got first up back on the show, Jamie Brown from the Daily Hotspur. Jay, how are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you, Ricky. Um, and I hope all the listeners are doing well also. I mean, I'm very, very happy after that win. I think it was, as you said, a much needed win. Um, I think we've lost five of our last six, so we were in desperate need of that win. And, um, you know, it's ahead of a really, really important uh, run of games for Spurs. Of course, we've got two games coming up now where you really feel they're, they're winnable fixtures. So, you know, t- to get that win today and to produce that sort of performance was really, really encouraging. Um, I think if we can win our next two games, then you never know what can happen in the Premier League in terms of, you know, can we start getting up there in the top four? But I think on today's performance, I was really, really pleased with a number of individual performances. But, um, you know, I I think the other point that I wanted to make as well is you look at Burnley, um, you know, people will say, yes, it was only Burnley, but they were undefeated in the last four before this. Um, Then they, they had before that, they'd lost to Chelsea and Man City. So obviously two tough games. 
And before that, they'd beaten Aston Villa. So they they are on a strong run at the moment. So, um, you know, it is a tough Burnley side that we've gone and beaten today. Um, and we've absolutely wiped the floor with them. And um, again, it was, you know, performances, I'm sure we'll touch on. Gareth Bale was really pleasing today. Kane, Son, all fantastic today. So really, really pleased with that performance overall. Uh also back on the show, pushing our clubhouse vibe. The wonderful Anthony Costa from Blues Back. Ant, how are you? Oh, boys, boys, boys. Lovely to be on, mate. I'm all spurs out today. I started about 11 o'clock this morning. Um, but yeah, what a, what a great win. Uh, thank you to everyone that joined us on Clubhouse. As Ricky said, we'll be on every match day and half time as well. Uh, our next guest who's on tonight, Lee, he, he was loving life at half time. But yeah, listen, 4-0, clean sheet. Bale, unbelievable. I am absolutely buzzing. Buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. And long may it continue, because a happy ant is a good ant. Oh, we all like a happy ant on this show. We don't like the rant ant. We love the happy ant. We love the positive ant. Also back on the show as he clears up his Brussels sprouts, the wonderful Lee McQueen's in the house. Lee, how are you? Mate, it's a crazy train, baby. I'm eating a roast dinner. <laughs> I just had a roast dinner like cooked for me, and I'm just like, I'm not passing that up. Absolutely buzzing. Bow's on fire. Song's on fire. Kane's on fire. Even Sanchez is on fire. And I'm sure we're going to get into it. Come I on, love the, the, the dedication to this show that even Lee, you know, doesn't give up the roasty, doing the roasty and the last word on Spurs at the same time. That is the dedication of our panel here on the last word on Spurs. Never question, I say, this team ethic, no matter what happens. Jay, we're going to start the show with you because Bale finally announced his second coming in the Premier League with an outstanding two-goal display to relieve the pressure on Jose Mourinho. Spurs, great going forward and improved defensively. Am I going a bit overkill here? Is it just Bernie Jay? Put into summary what you made of that result. No, no for sure. I think, um, I mean, maybe you do have to be kind of a bit um, cautious in terms of talking about the win. Um, again, yes, maybe it was only Bernie, but I said they have been on a good run of form and we're their first defeat in, in four matches. So um, they're not an awful side, but we have it. I think it was just the manner we went about today um, was, was really, really pleasing. As you mentioned, that man there, Gareth Bale, uh, an absolutely a fantastic performance from him. And, you know, it just shows you what you can do. I think Harry Kane, you know, an absolutely superb footballer, will score you so many, a ridiculous amount of goals. One of the best strikers in the world. Min Son, of course, you know, a guy, fantastic. He steps up in big moments. But I think Gareth Bale is starting to show what he can do now and why he's slightly, you know, he is maybe just above those, those guys on his day because he can control a game. He can win a game for you single-handedly. And uh, we're really starting to see that now. We saw in the performance against West Ham, um, obviously ridiculous what Roy Keane came out and said, you know, what did he do against West Ham? But for me, he did, he, you know, yes, we still lost the game, but you saw there was real direction in terms of our play. So, you know, really encouraging signs over the last couple of weeks from Gareth Bale. And I was convinced that he was going to come back and, and today he really exploded. So, you know, going forwards, really, really excited to see more of him. And now we've finally got that front three of Kane, Bale and Son. And, um, You've got to say, you know, looking at the Europa League, looking at that League Cup final and looking at potentially what we can do in the Premier League, you've got to say that that can certainly do some real damage. So I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing more of that for sure. Totally agree. Big, big week ahead for Spurs as well. And coming around to you, I mean, that was Spurs back to their best, wasn't it? 4-0 win. Real excitement at what could be ahead, you know, with Bale, Song, Kane in this form. Deli Alley maybe to add as well. And a clean sheet, a welcome boost too. Is that the exact kind of performance that you wanted to see from Tottenham? Absolutely, Rick. I mean, it was superb from start to finish today, top to bottom, left to right. We was absolutely brilliant. Yes, all right, people, as Jamie said, Burnley, but Burnley did go and beat Liverpool at Anfield. So, 
you know, we have beaten them twice this season. Normally, we'd normally draw against them or nick a win. So this is this is very good today. I, I was very, very impressed. Marino got it right. And long may it continue because that front three now is it looked fantastic. And it's it's quite so it's quite weird because I know we was all moaning about is Bale still got it, but imagine if he was hit the ground running when he first came back and then slowly, slowly burnt out this part of the season. This part of the season now is the business end of the season. We need the results more than anything. We're in a, as we say many times, we're in a final, we're in the Europa League last 16. This is when we need bail. And I think, you know, Mourinho, give credit to him. He has managed him very, very well. So I have to, I have to give it to him for sure. Lee, coming around to you, listen, always pleased to speak to you after a win. And it was an emphatic win to boost our hopes of some form of European qualification. Dominant really from the first minute to the last, up to eighth now. Six points behind fourth place West Ham with a game in hand. I know what you're like. I know you're always positive. Can they be caught? Can this be done? Oh, West Ham can be caught, 100%. Like that's not even in. That's not even in the. They won't. They're not the people to catch. I think the the, the question we should be asking if we're looking at top four um, is can we uh, can we chase down Leicester City? Can we can we keep Chelsea, Liverpool, and Everton at bay? No offense to West Ham, but West Ham they're not they're not going to be in the running, uh, in, in my opinion. Um, but it was a good day at the office today. No no doubt about it. And like you said before, you know, uh, fantastic. Um, you know, uh, from, from top to bottom. I thought there was a couple of defensive, decent defensive displays when called in action. Uh, you know, the boys had to do the job. Uh, I think Gareth Bale was on flames. Uh, Son today was a very unlucky um, not to get on the score sheet. Um, and again, he'd be disappointed actually not to get on the sh- uh, score sheet to assist today. Uh, 16 shots in total. Got the blue book out. Seven on target. And like I said in the WhatsApp group before, you get seven or eight shots on target a game, you're going to win football matches. Uh, this is the issue that we haven't been doing in uh, um, since we were top of the league. And we were getting away with it before. I always think of Jamie when I say this, but when we say the words, we got the job done, it's always Jamie and I. I remember just saying it every week, wouldn't we, Jamie, on the pod? Good job done, good job done. And the point being is that we were... We were top of the league, but we weren't we weren't being clinical enough in front of goal. We weren't having enough chance. We weren't playing in their half. Today, we, we started like a train, like a crazy train. Bale scored like within, what, a minute? And we never looked back. The, the game plan for Burnley was out of the window. And like Jason said in midweek, get the first goal, go again for the second goal. We did. Get the second goal, go again for the third goal. We did. It was a fantastic performance. And I'm not having this, it was only Burnley stuff and this, that and the other. The, the, the reality of the situation is that we have got on the front foot, we've had 60% possession, 634 passes. If this was Man City doing this to Burnley, everyone would be waxing lyrical about it. Uh, from top to bottom today, there was no silly mistakes. There was no dirty free kicks given away, um, per se. The the only criticism I've got today, it was only 4-0. And, you know, and I don't want to be greedy, but mm. it was only 4-0. And it could have been 6 or 7. It, it, it could have been a proper statement game today. I mean, 4-0 is decent but it could have been a proper statement game today, Rick. Lee, just to stick with you, we've got a question here from Robert Sigvartsen. Uh, Robert Sigvartsen, number one, who says, even though we scored three in the first half, I'm even more impressed with the second half. Full control throughout the game. Great aggression. Love the way we played. Will we continue this style going forward or will we relapse into that dreaded low block? What do you reckon? It's a, it's a great point, Richard. I think, look, the thing is, is that 
we all know, and if you haven't read it already, go and read a piece from uh, from Jack Pitt Bowes from the from the Athletics. He talks really, really well about how Jose Mourinho sets up against teams and nullifies other teams. Um, and I think it's a it's a really it was a really good piece on the basis that um, uh, that uh, you know he looks at you know different oppositions, tries to nullify that opposition. I think when we go out on the front foot and, and play to our strengths like we did today, we, we look great. And I think that's how we need to play. But to answer your question, Richard, I think what's going to happen is that depending on the opposition, we're going to change. That 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 will be that will be the situation. And I, I can see us playing like this against Fulham. Mm. I can see us playing like this against Palace. Then we've got the Arsenal um, away. And I'm not going to lie, I'm a bit worried about that game. And I think that that's the bit that we're going to go back to a low block. Yeah, well, Mourinho, like I say, after the game said, winning the way we did it is even better. So hopefully, like I say, that's just a you know a point of things to come. You know, I've got to say, from my perspective, the transition from defence to attack was superb during that game. Really impressed watching you know the way we did control the game, uh, the nature of how we played. Listen, we play like that every week. Uh, people won't be complaining. Now, um, just to get a flavour of some listener statements that we've had in, Jonathan Garner says, really enjoyed that today. Clean sheet, attacking football. Why couldn't we have subbed Hoybier once we'd gone forward up with the other changes and give him downtime? And that's a good point. We're going to come on to that in a little bit. Hoybier's performance overall. Ryan Smith says, standout performance by the front four. Bale is back, but what a strong performance from Davidson Sanchez. Looks strong and confident throughout. Hugo's 100th clean sheet. Just a shame Roy Keane was on the panel, and I think we agree on that. Ross Nolan says of Burnley, a team that never gives up, gave up. Nice, fast, aggressive play when we needed it. I hope that's the case when we play with the intent against Fulham and Palace. Now, ahead of this game, Jay, uh, Team News came in and we saw just a third Premier League start of the season for Gareth Bale, while Serge Aurier returned after missing five matches for injury. Alvaro replaced Dyer at centre-back and Spurs, Jay. You know, we were one up within 90 seconds. Gareth Bale, lovely move from Tottenham. Son whipped in that ball. Bale touched it past Pope. He ghosting completely unannounced. And maybe you could say that Son may have been looking for a deep across to Kane. Slightly scuffed it, but in the end, it ended up being perfect bet for Bale. He'll take that. And what a great start, like Lee says. A crazy train start to the game. Yeah, no, it was a really, really pleasing start. And again, you know, the front three combining, and I'm sure we'll see plenty of more of that this season. Um, but yeah, look, that, you know, the attacking players, that's what we need to build on. Those are our strengths. With Today, we saw the talent that they have. So I, w- I do want to go and see us build on that. And, you know, you look and you say, Davinson Sanchez, Alderweireld had good performances. Well, you know, it's because we weren't actually relying on them and, and, and seeing their weaknesses exposed. They didn't have so much pressure on them all the time. Um, you know, because we were going forward, we, we just didn't put that pressure on them to have to maybe make mistakes. Um, you know, you look at Serge Aurier, Regulon, two attacking fullbacks. We had them going forward and we worked to their strengths today. So, you know, we did. We set up to play to our strengths today. We, we, as I said, attacking fullbacks. We had Ndomele, who's able to drive the ball forward, looking to go forward. We had Bale, Sun, uh, Lucas and, and Harry Kane. They're all attacking players. And so today we played to our strengths. We didn't play to our weaknesses, which is sitting back deeper, putting pressure on the defence. So I was really, really pleased with the way we set up today. And we, we looked like a more organised team going forward. And that, that was really pleasing. I think in the last couple of games, we have looked to go forward a bit more. I think against West Ham, we did. We looked, we, we had more possession, we had lots of shots, but we just looked disorganised and we just didn't seem to know maybe what to do with the ball. But today we looked like we were really well organised. We looked really good going forward. And um, yeah, as I said, I think Gareth Bale really is going to transform that attack because, you know, you see the quality he has. Again, Harry Kane scored lots of goals, Son. Uh, world-class player but I think Gareth Bale will just be that difference maker I think he's got that experience 
he's got that quality to kind of win you win you a game. So for me, it was you know it was no kind of um, you know re no really questions as to why we were so much better today. I think and and that was because Gareth Bale was really ran the show today. Yeah, I totally agree. And coming over to you, Gareth Bale himself, you know, it was such a great start to the game. He looks so energetic, so fresh and ready. And, you know, it's one of those where, you know, many people will be questioning why hasn't he started more? But, um, you know, Jose Mino's comments after kind of said it all. He said, look, you know, Gareth Bale in peak condition, you know, he would be in everybody's first team. So maybe it's taken, you know, this long to get him up to that level. How impressed have you been, Ant, with the last couple of weeks about and what he's shown? Yeah. Do you think he's given enough to show that maybe we may have a decision to make at the end of the season as to whether to extend that potential loan. Listen, he's, he's given beyond what I expected the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's been absolutely professional. So hats off to him. And, and you play with a smile, you're going to get good results. And Bale today was fantastic. Listen, I've been 50-50 about Gareth Bale at the beginning of the season, but he's proven me wrong and I'm glad he's proven me wrong. Because I, I, I love him. I absolutely love him. That's that's why I was getting upset because it, you don't turn into a bad player overnight. And it was upsetting me, people criticising him so quickly. But the bloke is, as I said, when we started talking, it's this type, this time of the season is the business end of the season, right? And I'm so pleased now, touch wood, he is um, he's going to find his form because, we, you know, games are coming thick and fast. And... Do we extend it? I'd love to extend it because next season the fans will be in, will be cheering his name, singing his songs and nothing better than seeing Gareth Bale at Wild Lane and he's running down that wing or he's doing something special and everyone's standing up in anticipation. That is what I want to see from him for next season and I want to be there. I want to be a part of it. Don't we all? Totally agree. Now, you know, even Hummin Son, you know, it was his the fourth player to reach 20 goals and assists this season. He joins Bruno Fernandes, Harry Kane and Mo Salah on that list. And coming over to you, Lee, a goal Spurs fans have been dreaming of for years. Bale just played, you know, a perfect 60-yard pass to Harry Kane, who collected and drilled a deflected shot into the back of the net to put Tottenham 2-0 up in command of the game. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny. It's not often you watch Spurs at the moment and feel, do you know what? I actually feel quite confident and in control. But, you know, what? this was a very assured performance from Tottenham. And when we went 2-0 up, I mean, there must have been a sense of you thinking, you know what? It's just a case of now. How many can we go on and get? Excuse me. Yeah, 100%. 100% that. And it was, uh, it was a clash of almost two eras, wasn't it? With uh, Bale's pass to Kane. Um, you know, if you could put that into a little cartoon, let's get your visions out, uh, listeners, you know, put that into a little cartoon and, you know, uh, Bale striking a ball from, from back in the 2012, 2013 days. And, and, and instead of having Defoe or whatever up front, he's now got, uh, or Crouch up front, he's now got Kane and Kane just put in the back of the, well, he does what he does, right? He's just stuck in the back of the net. It's outstanding. Um, and yeah, as soon as that, as soon as that second goal went in, I said on the I said some of the stats out of the blue book on the on the pod last week. Burnley scored eight goals away from home all season, and uh, and Jay said as well three of them was against Crystal Palace. There's no chance when we went one nil up, it was done. Um, but to, definitely two nil up, and it was against you know, and that, that's what I'm saying. I'm being ultra critical, but today I think as a goal scorer, you know, they'd be coming off thinking, damn it, I could have got a couple more today. Kane could have got probably another one, maybe another two. Bow could have got Atrick, Song could have had a couple, um, you know, and that, that, that's the reality, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So, you know, when you sell them free, look at your Facebook, you say them free, look, Song could have got a couple. No, I was just Bow laughing at Ad trying to add the reaction of the of the logo of the trying to give you the going to give you the guy's name. It was brilliant. 
Oh yeah, honestly, you know, you, yeah. you look at that front three, and yeah. you look at you know Mor- Moro as well. Um, you know, he's done, he's done, he's done well. He stuck that in the back of the net tonight, uh, today as well. So you know, you've got to give him a mention. So I thought, I thought it was a like, like the boys have said, and like all the listeners could see, it was, it was one of our better performances. It reminded me of Tottenham before the West Ham game. Yeah, because totally there's, no, there's no doubt that we started to park the bus after the yeah. West Ham game, and, and yeah. actually we got back to some of our free flying. And actually, I just want to throw a quick, uh, quick stat in, if I may. Um, you know, we, we scored four twice against Wolfsburger. We scored four again today. We scored four against Everton. I yep. know, the, I know the, um, the results haven't been going our way, but, you know, out of the last five, six games that we've played, four of the time we scored four. Yeah, so, well, you know, something, something has changed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The and and the players off. are better for it, Lee, don't they? The players are better for this. A hundred percent. I mean, against West Ham, I think we had four shots on target. Um, so and, and it was, you know, and again, we had most of the ball that game. Shackles weren't on against West Ham. They were against Man City. There's no doubt about that. And just touching on Bale as well, like like you boys have said, there was afterburners going on today with Gareth Bale. There was a couple of afterburner shots. He pressed the button, and and that that is. And then after with uh, with a wonderful Woodsy when he's being interviewed after, and he talks about confidence, and he's talking about he's talking about confidence, and he's talking about um you know getting getting team confidence and him getting his his, his kind of confidence back, mate. Gareth Bale on on full afterburners with confidence. Watch out, Premier League. And again, Ant said this as well uh, t- today, but I'm crediting Jamie for this way back in the day. We said, can Gareth Bale um, really change for the next for the second half of the season, February time? Can we get a tune out of him? It's coming. It's coming, baby. And there's still a lot of games to play. So very, very happy. Yeah, like you said there, Bale involving again with an outstanding pass to be out Kane. And, you know, just coming over to you, Jay, you know, on Gareth Bale, I've got a question in here. And um, this is from John Wardell, who says, if Bale does come good for the rest of the season, will that present Spurs with a problem? What do you think your Spurs may do? Do you reckon they would sign him or let him go back? Similar to what I asked Lee earlier, what do you think they'll do? Oh, I, th- I think that Real Madrid kind of want to get shot of him. I think that they need the money as well. You look, he's on 600 grand a week. Um, he's fallen out with the managers he's down. I mean, question marks over whether he'll be there next year. But um, I think that Real Madrid are also, they're probably going to be looking at the likes of Mbappe uh, and Erling Haaland. So they're going to want to get some big money off their wage bill. So I think they'll make him available again. Um, I think that he's a guy they kind of just want to get out of the club. So I think there'll definitely be that opportunity for Spurs to go, to come back and maybe sign him. And I think a couple of, it was, it's been mentioned on a lot of places that Spurs have the option to make it a second year. And, and you'd think that given the form that he's been in, um, he's just absolutely, he seems to be absolutely loving life. You know, Jose Mourinho said before this game that he, he's, he's kind of the happiest he's ever seen him back at Spurs. So um, he's obviously absolutely loving life and I'm sure he'll want to spend another year here. Daniel Levy obviously will want to do the deal again, I'm sure, if he continues his form. I know Daniel Levy, it was, it was kind of um, really said that Daniel Levy was desperate to have him back at the club. So I'm sure, you know, Spurs, there'll be a, a willingness for Spurs to get the deal done. And Jose Mourinho, again, he seems to be back in love with Gareth Bale. So um, I think there'll be a willingness, if he continues his form on from all parties, to get a deal done. So I, I can see uh, Gareth Bale potentially um, being a Spurs player again next season, for sure. Yeah. I totally agree. And coming over to you, you know, he saw Kane finally shot wide, then did eventually get his goal, sprayed some lovely passes around the pitch, forced Pope into another save with 20 minutes to go, played Som with a perfect ball in the final 10, fired a late Song cross wide when he should have maybe scored. Kane's overall performance, and happy with that from Harry Kane? Yeah, listen, he's he done what he had to do. He scored a goal, assisted, was part of it, and, and you can tell... 
But now Bale's part of the team as well. It lifts Harry Kane. That's why he's world-class, because it lifts him. He don't go missing. And the thing is, he wants the ball. He's calling for the ball. He's making assists. He's making runs. And it's a team effort. And today, really, really proved it. And I'm so happy that, yeah, he got his goal. Brilliant. But he worked hard. That is what, I, that is what we want to see week in, week out. 11, 11 men going at it and, and really, really giving 100%. I'm, I'm absolutely chuffed for him. And listen, he's Harry Kane, isn't it? You can't say anything. <laughs> Anything bad. The only thing is, I was a bit gutted that Son never scored. He had a lot of yeah, chances. Totally agree. Um, you know, mm. if we're going to talk about fine margins, you know, we don't be, we are positive tonight, but little, little niggles here and there at mm. niggles. It, Son could, could have had, could have had one or two for sure. And Mora as well. You know, that first effort was much more easier than the goal he scored. So it's, it's crazy. Maybe yeah. he's, he, maybe he's a confidence player, but I think, Jason called it right the other night on the pod. He, he, he said that Mora would start. I obviously thought Ali would start. But mm. listen, nice to see him start, do what he does, but get a goal. But then it was nice to see Ali as well being part of it. Totally agree. We're going to come on to more in the second half. Just want to clear up a couple of other questions we've had. And as always, guys, I must say, um, we get obviously hundreds of questions that come into the last one on Spurs. We always try and take a flavour. We do apologise if we can't get round to your question. We always try and change up the questions week in, week out. Now, Lee, one of the questions that we've had in... Um, it's from Whitewood, who says, are we going to keep talking about how much we want to sack Jose? Or if we win, Jose in. And if we don't play well, then Jose out. Now, I think this show, we always try, if we can, to offer a fair balance of opinion. Now, the problem is when Spurs aren't getting the results, then, of course, the manager's future seems to be the hot topic of conversation. I think if we weren't to talk about it, then people would be like, well, why are you avoiding the obvious question? But what I will say is I think on this podcast, we have tried our best to not give the narrative of a Jose in or Jose out and just simply discuss the situation that we're presented with. Now, based on that at the moment, it's a case that if Tottenham are continuing to win, then Jose Mourinho's future isn't going to be the subject of opinion. But like he said today, that obviously he's relieved to get the win because that does lift the pressure, that does lift the mood around the club. And also the positiveness of the camp now will be buzzing going into a very important week for Tottenham in relation to the Premier League with the two upcoming games we've got. Yeah, totally. And before the Wolfsburg game, Jose had a haircut. So the writing was on the wall. It was going to get a couple of, uh, couple of wins under our belt. I've been telling you this for years. <laughs> you, you lot didn't start listening. Haircut's the way forward. No, look, I mean, look, it's never as bad as it seems, and it's never as uh, as good as it seems, right? It's always sank in between. And for one thing I would say um, about Jose, for all the antics, for all the stuff that he does, he has never once come out and said, we're in a fantastic position in the Premier League. We are going to win it when we were top. He never said that. Um, he said, I don't look at the table. Let's not worry. And when we were in the doldrums and really down and temp before today and, you know, all the stuff, he's never come out and said, uh, you know, we're, we're in relegation fodder or whatever. We're, we're on a bad run of results. Yes, but I don't look at the table. And I think, that, you know, the reality is it's always somewhere in between. So I know sometimes it can, for, for some listeners, um, you know, uh, you know, of the show, think that we, we go from one extreme to the other. But I agree with you, Rick. Like, you've just got to take it at face value as to where we are. You know, and, and also read um, and talk about what everyone else is talking about as well. There's a lot of social media. There's, you know, it's, it's a Clubhouse now that uh, Costa's got us involved in. Um, and we've got, um, uh, you know, obviously Twitter and, you know, Instagram and all that. And you, know, you, you take the general consensus. Like you said before, we get probably, what, 150, 180, nearly 200 questions every show. Now, if you've got 40 questions about Jose Munoz's future, I'm not going to ignore that. So we are going to talk about that. 
So I think that's that side. In in terms of a, a win today, how, how can you how can you not be happy today? Now, what why why do we need to do anything other than just be happy? It's we've been through some horrific results over the last kind of five six weeks, ruining people's weekend. I know all the listeners are the same. They ruin your weekend. You play early doors on a Saturday and you lose, and it's a nightmare for the rest of the weekend. So you know we've won. And we've won really well and we've played really well. So we're going to, you know, it's not Joe saying for the next, you know, give him a new contract. You know, we're, we're not these, we're not these people that pick England. You know, we don't, we don't pick one player for one, um, one good performance. And all of a sudden he's in the World Cup squad, fair World Cup. Do you know what I mean? It's not, you know, it's not like that. But I think that, I think the reality is that, is that you've just got to, you know, analyze and ch- talk and chat about what was in front of us. And today, w- what was in front of us was over 600 passes, 60% possession. Um, seven shots on target and a 4 0 win. So I'd say Jose in all the way. Crazy train, baby. I love the way you threw those stats in, Lee. Listen, we're going to go for a very quick break. When we return, we're going to be discussing Lucas Mora getting on the score sheet. Gareth Bale once again showing his quality in that second half. And of course, we've got Fulham to come next in the Premier League. But also, we will be talking about Tottenham's defence, that clean sheet, and how important that is for the squad. So do not go anywhere. We are back after this break. Now, we're absolutely delighted once again on The Last Word on Spurs here to be represented and sponsored by Beer52. And it is your opportunity, yes, your opportunity, to get yourself a free case of eight beers. Now, Beer52, they are the world's largest beer club with over 175,000 active members. And each month, those members are sent a case with a different theme. This comes with a magazine plus a snack. So if you don't like their dark beer, go and choose the light option. You can pause or cancel at any time and all you need to simply do is go to the website of www.beer52.com forward slash spurs and cover just the postage cost of £5.95 for your free case of eight craft beers from Beer52. That again, that website, www.beer52.com forward slash spurs and pay just £5.95 postage to get all this now. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organizations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51 powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. Hello and welcome back to the second half of a vibrant, positive last word on Spurs. My God, we've been waiting a while to be able to talk positive about Tottenham nearly twice in the space of a week, which is quite nice. Jay, coming around to you, it was soon to be 3-0 Spurs. Sergio Reguilon's cross nodded onto Lucas Moura, who took a touch and fired it home. That's back-to-back for many goals now for the Brazilian. And a player, Jay, that always causes, I would say, such, I wouldn't use the word controversy, but such a dilemma, Lucas Moura. You speak to so many Tottenham fans out there that just feel with Moura, you know, it depends on kind of what game you catch him, how good he is. But I've got to say, Jay, I think he's on the best run he's been on for a while, isn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, I had this discussion with my dad as well and we were saying that Lucas Moura, he is definitely improving in terms of form. But I said to him, I think we've got to be kind of cautious about it because he's a player that really dips in and out of form a lot and he'll go through a couple of spells where he scores a lot of goals um, and then he'll go a number of games where he doesn't score at all and he doesn't contribute anything to the game. Um, you know, maybe that some games he'll link up really well, other games he just won't. And he is that he's that sort of player. 
Um, he is a he's a very inconsistent performer, but on his day, as we've seen, he can contribute a lot to the team. Um, and, and it's really, really nice now. You look with Giovanni Lacelsa coming back. I know a lot of people speak about, you know, we need a drastic overhaul of this squad and, you know, is our squad deep enough? Well, you look at the attacking options we've got now. Um, you've obviously got that front three that we've always mentioned. Then you've got in backup, you've got Lucas Moura, Eric Lamella, who's starting to come back in some sort of form. You've got Deli Ali, who looks like he's really coming back into form. Um, and, and, and you've got other players like that. So, you know, there is a, and, and Giovanni Lo Celso as well. So, you know, there's a number of options now in terms of attack. So I'm really excited about our attacking options. Again, you know, maybe with the Mellers, consistency issue, uh, Mora, consistency issue. So, you know, they will dip in out and form those sort of players. But, you know, to have those sort of players in reserve, I think is really exciting. And I thought today was another impressive performance from Mora. And, uh, you know, fingers crossed he can keep it going because on his days, he's a really good player for Spurs. Yeah, come around to you, Anne. You know, Mora is one of those players, as I said to Jamie there, he can really frustrate fans um, in general. And, and, you know, it's one of those things where I wouldn't question it's his ability. It's just his decision-making at times that kind of lets him down. Do you think uh, now he's got a regular run of games under his belt, is a first-team place his to lose now? Or do you think that when everybody's fit, he still doesn't get into your first Spurs eleven? Uh, he wouldn't get into my first Spurs eleven. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, La Celso, for me, has to do a lot more if and when he comes back. Um, does he start La Celso? I'd like, to see him, I'd like to see him be this La Celso that everyone's chatting about that was at Celta Vigo, because I haven't seen it yet. You know, I know he's had his injuries. I get it. But... You know, he's had he's had more injuries than he has played for the played for the club. So I'd like to see him when he's back to have a few, you know, consistent games to let him get, you know, embedding the squad, embedding the team. Um it's funny, it's funny that Jamie, it's it's weird that we've not even mentioned Vinicius. We've not even mentioned Vinicius. I mean, if he ain't getting a game in the Premier League, I mean, I can't see him, I can't see him staying. I really, really can't. It's tricky, isn't it? You know, you say there. I mean, Lee, come around to you and Lucas Mora. He did carve out a great chance for himself with a touch in the box from Son's pass on 10 minutes, but hit his shot straight at Pope. Made no mistake on, you know, the half-hour mark he took the ball down, fired home clinically to make it 3-0 Spurs. He did fade slightly into the second half, but this was a much better performance from the Brazilian. And Lee, I ask you, what can Mora do more to, in terms of improving into his game for you to recognise and say, do you know what? In the, it will become a first team regular for Tottenham because you look at now, you know, Delhi Alley's coming to the yeah. fore. You know, you look at our Gareth Bow. I just wonder because of Bow's improvement now, does that put the pressure on Mora to say, look, I need to be more consistent here if I am going to get into Jose Mourinho's first team Spurs squad here? Yeah, well, I mean, if you, if you, I might be wrong here, so I'm happy to be wrong, but, um, if you analyze where he, where he scores his goals most of the time, it's through the middle. You know, whether or not he's a number nine or, or he's sitting back a bit more. I mean, he scored again today by getting in the box. He wasn't playing as a wide man. I mean, he scored three goals in the Premier League this year in 20, 20 matches. Um, and he's and he's got he's only got one assist. So that doesn't tell me that he's an assist. Like, and Jason said this loads of times, to be fair. He doesn't really assist goals. You look at his uh, performances in the Europa League. He's played 11 matches, scored five goals. Um, so his goal return is getting there. We know he's got hat-tricks in him. I mean, do I I don't need to remind anyone about Ajax, clearly. But also, you know, I was at the new uh, Tottenham Stadium, or White Hart Lane, I still like call it the new lane, when he scored hat-trick against Huddersfield. I mean, his finishing was outstanding that day. I know it's Huddersfield again. But, you know, his finishing was outstanding. So your question to me, Rick, was what, what does he do, need to do more of? I think it's decision-making and running at people. 
that that for me is where he is the best to get the ball deep. He's got he's got a low center of gravity. He's he's rapid and he's got very very good feet. And again, I just go go back and it's etched in everybody's minds. You don't need to watch it again. But that second goal that he scored against Ajax. Um, his feet in the box was outrageous. So, you know, you, you look at that um, and the way he turned and flipped him, he comes alive in that central... I think sometimes taking on a player down the wing and crossing is not... That's not what his thing is. I think if he gets the ball a little bit deeper, 35, 40, 35 yards out, something like that, and runs directly, defenders don't know what to do. And, you know, as a, as a player, and, and I never was a real player, so I can't even say that, but as, when I played football and I, I, was, I was a defender, no one likes being run at. No one. Totally and, agree. And at the yeah. end of the day, you're going backwards against your own goal. That is very, very uncomfortable. Are you with me, Jane? You saw, I mean, you saw the goal against, um, who was it? Uh, against Wolfsburg. And that Wolfsburg. Where he just completely ran at them. So you can see what he can do. I mean, look, no, absolutely no doubt in his ability. He's an incredibly talented player. I, I remember, you know, when he was at PSG, he arrived at PSG, I think it was from Sao Paulo um, in Brazil, when he was incredibly, incredibly big, uh, very hyped a lot. Um, and, and maybe at PSG, it was kind of the same problem. You know, he didn't quite get that consistency. So that's why he never quite cut it at PSG. But again, so much talent there. It's just, if you can, as, as Lee said, I think it's spot on. If you can get that decision-making right, um, then I think he'll become a really, really good player. But um we- if you, yeah, we'll if you look at it, just to finish up on, you know, the old blue books out here, boys, going uh, properly, properly into one here, listeners. But if you look at his Premier League record, you know, since he's joined, he's, he's played a lot of matches, this fella. Right? He's, he's played 20 so far this year, uh, 35 uh, in 2019-20, 32 in 18-19. Um, his best goal uh, return was 10 goals in, in the 18-19 uh, season. Didn't get one assist, not one, in the whole, in the whole of that season. And then the uh, nineteen twenty season, four goals and four assists, and he and he played he played thirty five matches. I, I just think that he's doing all right at the moment, and that's and that's fine. I, I don't think that I, I don't think he's good enough. When you put him when you put him alongside a Kane, a Bale, or Son, it, he ain't good enough. He, he, he's mm. not as good. He's not at their level. He's not yeah. as good. But your question was, what can he do to improve? Yeah. I think that's what he can do. Better decision making and get the ball down and run at people and put a fear into them. Because he's got the pace, he's got the feet, and he yep. can, he can, he's got the capability to do that. I think maybe it's a confidence thing with him. Totally agree. Uh, Jay, coming over to you, you know, we have to go back to Gareth Bale and just talk about that fourth goal because, my God, I mean, what a guy it was. You know, it all started actually from Tungan Dembele's little flick, which was lovely, with Reglon involved. Then Son raced away, picked out Bale, who cut inside, curled a sublime shot off the inside of the left post. And you could just tell, you know what, Jay, coming on to that, Bale always knew he was going to score. I think as supporters, we always knew that was going to hit the back of the net. And it was almost just inevitable that in that position, he was going to score. And you can just see now the confidence, Jay, exuding from him now. I mean, how can you even consider if he's going to start the next game? He surely has to, doesn't he? On the back of this kind of performance. Yeah, I mean, look, I I think that's the big thing at the moment. I I think he scored a similar goal in the Europa League, didn't he? Where he kind of just cut inside and curled it right into the corner. And exactly what that kind of goal was, was a confidence goal. He's hit it first time. He's not thought about it whatsoever. And I think Jose Mourinho brought that up a bit um, in, the, in the last game in the Europa League. He said exactly that. Was that you know, that was a sort of goal. That was a guy that's full of confidence. And that, that was the big thing for Gareth Bell. You know, that Anthony said, you know, you don't become a bad player overnight. It's all, it's all confidence-wise. And um, Gareth Bell, he just seems to rediscover that. Hopefully the same with Deli Alli. That looks like maybe that's what we're seeing from Deli Alli as well. But yeah, for Gareth Bell, you know, it is a massive confidence thing. Um 
I think in terms of starting the next game, we have. I think we have to manage him, and and it's frustrating. You know, we want to see Dele Alli playing all the time, but again, he's another player we have to manage, and it's the same with Bale as well. I think we'll have to manage him. You know, he's a guy that clearly has picked up a lot of injuries. Yeah. Uh, clearly, he is prone to getting injuries, and the last thing we want is to lose him for a while. So, look, let's manage him. As I said, we've got a lot of very good attacking options in that team. So let's, you know, let's use that rotation. We've got so many games coming up as well, you know, and every midweek we've got a game, every weekend we've got a game. So I'm more than happy to have rotation. I'd love to see Bell each week, but, you know, can he do what Son and, and Kane can do in terms of playing every single game? I think, you know, given that he's 31 and given kind of the state that his body is in, um, I think it's, it's we're going to inevitably see him kind of rotated. So uh, Jay, I, I rotated. Yeah, lads, I just want to ask a question. Um, a question someone asked me this afternoon. Would you rotate this team against Fulham or would you rather the team get rotated at Palace? Um, yeah. um, Good question. I mean, they're they're both, one, very, both very difficult. Yeah. They're both difficult games in their own way, aren't they? You know, uh, we yeah. have to achieve. I think for us, I don't know if you boys agree with that. You know, I think for us to be anywhere near in contention for a top four spot, I know people might be laughing me saying that, but if we can still do that, we have to take six points from the next yeah, two games. Four isn't good enough. It has to be the six. It has to be. Well, well, if you look at it, I mean, you the players you could bring in, you could bring in Eric Lamella and Deli. then bring in Deli Alli. Yeah. So, you know, you look at them, Eric Lamella, I know a lot of people. Again, he's, he's the same. Mm. He's in the exact same boat as Lucas Moura. Marmite, yeah, Marmite. He's on a, yeah, exactly. And yeah. he's on a really good run of form at the moment. So mm. I'd be more than happy to bring him into the team. Deli Alli, as I said, I, I'm really, really excited to see more of Deli Alli. I think there was a moment where they all combined. I think it was Delia yeah. had a wonderful ball into Human Son. Yeah. So you again, it's you know we're, we're starting to see signs that Delia Ali's back in confidence. So mm. we're more than happy to see a Delia Ali come back into the team and Eric Lamella yeah. come back into the team on uh, against Fulham on Thursday. So again, lots of options there. So I, I think we can rotate. I think we've got the quality to rotate. So. Mm. You know, Lee, to come around to you, I mean, I'll ask that question that Lee was asking there. You know, Gareth Bale, the two goals, one assist, and also involved in the other goal before he came off on 70 minutes, his best display yet. Where would you be looking to rotate Gareth Bale? Would you rotate him against Fulham or Palace, or do you think he can play both? I think I think if he's fit enough, if he's fit enough to play another game, uh, I'd play him against Fulham. I think Fulham are the informed team. I'll be honest with you, at the pa Palace are... Um, probably about what ninth or tenth in the form table. Fulham are a little bit above them, maybe seventh or eighth or something like that. So actually, both very similar. Um, but Fulham's away, um, and you know they they've they've hit a bit of form, and people might start going, oh whatever. But it's it's a game, right? They gave us a very good game against uh, um, in the reverse fixture, didn't they? Um, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and we were all very very disappointed with a draw. But Fulham were unbeaten in the last uh, in their last five. Um, in the Premier League. So, you know, they are coming and I think Scotty Parker will fancy it if, you know, they've got some pace in there. They've got, they've, they've actually made more passes as a team than what Tottenham have in this whole season. So they like to pass it around. It's a little bit like Brighton, you know, they like to pass it around. Don't mean to say they always get the results, but I think that you, you've got to, you've got to look at Fulham and we have to win. We have to win. So mm -hmm. if Bale is fully fit, go on James, sorry, if Bale's fully fit to play, you have to play him at Fulham. No, I think I think that's actually a good point. I mean, Fulham, they do look like they're on the up at the moment. I mean, they have actually, I've seen they've lost their luck. They've only lost three of the last 14 matches. So there are a side that have been tricky to play against. So, um, again, you know, they, they have, um, yeah, I, th I think you're right there in terms of maybe the priority fixture. Fulham would be the game I would prioritise. And as Lee said, it's, it's a way fixture as well. So that will be a tough game. I know people might laugh at that and think, you know, Fulham away, that's not a tough game. But 
it will be. You know, they're a side that have been proven um, difficult to uh, to beat. Yes, they are in the bottom three, but I think they're a side that probably will with their quality they've got in attack. I think that they're, they're a side that's certainly going to turn that around and I can see them climbing out the bottom three. So uh, I think Lee's right. If you're going to prioritise a fixture, I think Fulham would be the, the one to prioritise. So maybe you see Bale start against Fulham. Maybe that's the, that's the plan. I think the other thing as well is, uh, again, we need to check on us. Then we got, we're getting ahead of ourselves because Palace isn't until, um, until the weekend. But if Zaha didn't play today, uh, sorry, yesterday, um, and both these teams we were talking about, they played each other and they played out a nil-nil draw. And Zaha, when Zaha does not play, mm. um, Palace do not win. So it'd be, it'd be classic Spurs, wouldn't it? That, uh, you know, Zaha's probably been out for the last five games. Now he's back he's, against them for the top game. I've come back. Don't tell me this, yeah. Jane. Don't. I, I did the preview for the, the Fulham versus uh, the Fulham Palace game and I saw that uh, Zaha's due to return against Spurs. So, oh, yeah, well, I think we could have that. But, I mean, in fairness, I mean, you know, he's, it, that'll be his first game back. I think uh, they, they might potentially have another game just before they play us. But, um, I think I saw he's due to return against us. So, you know, I, I think that first game back. So, you know. I think it's clear, isn't it, um, guys, from and listeners, from um, from Jose's post-match interview with uh, with a wonderful Woodsy, um, that uh, he talked about, he talked about, um, uh, Gareth knows his, uh, knows his body really well and he knows it better than anyone else. And so so it'd be up to Gareth, right? If Gareth is on fire and he is mm-hmm. at the moment, you're after burners are on, the flames are coming out, scoring goals, he's assisting goals, smile on his face, celebrations, loving it. If he's if he's on fire like that, and you know anywhere else, Jamie, you, you're you're um, you know a, a, an athlete, a real yeah. high standard athlete. You know, if you feel confident in your body and you're confident in that, you know, don't you? You know that you're going to go out and probably do a personal best time or you know, mm. from, from a running standpoint or whatever. So I, I just think that, you know, to rest Gareth Bale in the form that he's in would be a no-no. I'd be playing him all day long. I've got to say, just on Bale, just before we look ahead to, well, I say look ahead, we're going to discuss the defence at large as well here. Uh, Bale, Mourinho said there's not one manager in the world who does not play Gareth Bale when fit. Now he's not flat. He brings things to his action. He played very well. His condition is very, very good. It'll be nice for me to say I handled the situation well. I'm not that kind of guy. Of course, Jason Mourinho. Of course, Jason Mourinho isn't that kind of guy, is he? Doesn't doesn't want to ever take self-praise here, Jose Mourinho. Very, very calm, collected. That's exactly what he's saying to the media, Jose Mourinho. He says, I want to play him on Thursday, Sunday, and next week with his Dinamar Zagreb, but I don't think I can. He says, Bale's feelings will be fundamental to see how many minutes he does get. And um, what I do want to come on to, boys, quickly, because I think it's important we do mention this on this show before we look ahead to Fulham, is the defence, because we are talking about a clean sheet. And um, it's one of where Nick Pope today was maybe having an audition for, you know, the possibility of becoming Tottenham Hotspur's next goalkeeper. I mean, he kept the score down to some degree, made some great saves from Kane and Son in that game. I mean, the base also, it's Hugo Lloris' 100th Premier League clean sheet, and he didn't have much to do. Um, let's come to you, Anne, on this. Nick Pope. Do you like what you see from him? Do you think he could be Hugo Lloris's long-term successor at Tottenham? I do. I really do. A lot of people, I've said this a few times on our pod, um, I think he is a very, very good replacement. All right, he had, a, he had a bad day at the office, but that's because we had our strike force were, were firing. But I have seen him week in, week out, and he's been absolutely outstanding for Burnley. So, listen, he's a good goalkeeper, right? Let's not have it. Let's, let's not get our words mixed up. Um, again, as I said, he was, against, he was up against Bale, Kane and Son today. So for me, I'd like to see him in a Spurs shirt. I think I think Lloris has been a great servant to our club. But, he, you know, he's, he's 34 now, I believe, or 33, 34. So times 
not times against him now. Do you know what I mean? If he goes back to PSG, he's gone back to France. He can retire, be happy, and 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 live a live a great life. But we, we do need to start looking for the future now. Definitely agree. We can't be too we can't mm. be too sentimental and all that. I'll just keep him because he, he, he spurs through and through. We need to move on, and I can't wait to the summer transfer window. Please, 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 all being well, um, we can get some new signings in and get rid of some of the deadwood. But just, just after we've signed seven, <laughs> isn't that Tottenham? Yeah. Exactly. I know exactly what you mean. Then it still it still feels that like we need improvement in this squad. I, I totally agree with you. you know, <laughs> Well, you look, you look at Delhi. You look at Delhi and Bale. Bale was obviously like a new signing now. Yes, All right, yeah. he's been at you know. And you look at Delhi and Bale. They, they mm. reminded me a lot like when Modric and Bale used to play together at Spurs, yeah. and then obviously back at, and then obviously at Real Madrid. They've got mm. that little understanding when Delhi yeah. come on mm. today. Yeah. Bale was the first to go and say, "Right, well, you know, yeah. he gave him a high five. Yeah, and you could tell they got that little connection. I, tell you I want to see that connection a bit yeah. more. I want to see it happening because Sorry, what Wolfsburg, I saw on Thursday. Yeah, what's that, fella? Sorry against Wolfsburg, didn't we? I mean, I yeah, think- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they, they got a little something going they- in there, which is great. Listen, mm. if you got Delhi and Bale firing together and and Kane and Son, but, it's great. Yeah. It don't yeah. it don't bother me. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm. But credit where it's due, they all played fantastic. And Sanchez today was very good because he had the old head of Toby next to him. Mm. And yeah, every it's, time I saw yeah. it, I had this crowd. I didn't have the crowd today. You know, like the crowd set. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. could hear Toby just shouting, 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 mm. shouting. Yeah. And that's what he needs. Mm. You know, so does he Does he warrant a place next week? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not Jose. But, you know, everyone's been critical of Sanchez this year. And rightly so, because some he's had some bad performances. But, Today mm. he was very good because Toby was next to him. Well, you're, you That's talk about it. That's the bottom yeah. line. You talk about the defence there. You know, Alvaro. To be fair to him, he mopped up everything that came his way on the deck, and then in the air as well. We formed a good partnership with Sanchez on the day. You know. You look at Sanchez, he made an important early signing change to prevent Rodriguez from getting a shot away just out the six-yard box. Then raced back on the 21st minute to muscle Vidra off the ball as he looked set to run through. Made some further big blocks in that second half. And we've got a couple of questions here, specifically on the defence. Uh, this one is from King Crankyar, who says, the fact we managed to go up early doors and not concede, how big do we think that is for the defenders in the dressing room? And also Teng Boon says, no dire, clean sheet for Toby and Sanchez. Do we give this pairing a run now towards a consistent back four with Regulon and Serge? What's your thoughts on that? Well, I think I think for me the 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 the, the run needs to be decided. You can't keep switching out your back three, your back four, your back four. You can't keep doing it. We've done it for. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. I'm sorry, I am. About three and a half seasons, we've done it. The same thing over and over again. This is going back to Potts. It's not a Jose thing. This is this is a this is a Tottenham thing. Um, and they did look all right today. But, you know, again, let's not get carried away. I totally agree with Van. I think Sanchez was very good today. He's been, he's been battered uh, by us and by all the other fans as well over the last uh, few weeks. So credit where credit's due. I think he had a really good game today. He was Pacey, he was powerful, he was dominant in the air. I thought he was, I thought he, I thought he looked good. And actually, some of his passing as well seemed seemed pretty good. I mean, as a team, I think we had eighty three percent passing accuracy. What, what what I think was was the reason for for that. Two reasons actually. Firstly, as Ant said, he's next to Toby, right? So my, my mate Steph, who's my best man, I've known him for forever. Uh, one of the other uh, season ticket holders on, on the other group, he said to me today, he said it's because he's alongside Toby. It's exactly the same. 
But the other thing for me is that we weren't sitting back so deep. So we were we were pushing up. And I said this before, and we've all said it, push up 15, 20 yards up the pitch. And, and all of a sudden, have your centre-backs, have your centre-backs kind of on the halfway line defending rather than like, you know, on your own box. What, what, what do you think, Ant? No, Lee, do you know what? It's mad you said that, right, about changing the partnerships in the, in, in defence. Literally, as you said that, I, I've glanced up on my TV and Liverpool just come up now. That, uh, they've sent the back pairing. It's the 14th change they've had this season. That's a nightmare. 14th. What's it's a nightmare. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. All right, they've had yeah. bad injuries, but mm. we haven't had bad injuries to our centre-halves. No, no. So there's no excuse there, is there? No, no, it's a, it's a huge point. And look, and regular, I think I said in the WhatsApp group earlier, you know, sometimes he's going missing in the last half an hour. And I don't mean that rudely to him, but I just I just mean sometimes, maybe he's a bit knackered. And I think one of you boys said, you know, he's come back for a back injury or whatever. That's fair enough. And he did have a good game, but he didn't half make a difference as a left back. Uh, he put in a brilliant cross as well, didn't he, for uh, for, for Moore to score and that come off to defenders there, but it was a fantastic cross. So I, I just think that settled back four. And even with Hugo, um, I'm going to give him a bit of a big up, right? Because today was his 100th clean sheet in the Premier League. Uh, that is a feat only matched by another 15 goalkeepers in the entire Premier League history. So I know that, and I agree that we've got to look towards the future and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, but, you know, again, credit where credit's due. I think he's come for a sticky period. I think under Jose Mourinho, uh, Hugo Lloris has actually played much better than probably the last year under Pochettino. Um, and I think probably for the last maybe four or five games, he, he's, he's been on edge. And, and again, I think that's probably because he's not convinced of the defence in front of him. Um, we're sitting too far back deep. And the biggest thing with me, and this might be an age thing, Ant, unfortunately for you and I, um, but it might be an age thing with uh, with Lloris, is that he's not the sweeper keeper. Uh, if you go back for years, everyone would talk, call him in the media, oh, he's a sweeper keeper. And it would re- he would command the box, the 18 yards of that box, not the bloody six yards or the four yards, it was the 18 yards. And half make a difference when you know that somebody's going to come up and sweep up. So what you could essentially do is push up 20 yards up the pitch on the halfway line, defend knowing your keeper could sweep. Are you with me, Rick, and the boys and the listeners? Yeah. And that's yep. what the key fundamental thing has changed. Yep. And, I, and, I just, and I just think that's, that's also a Jose thing. And I've also been thinking about this, is that Jose has these methods and the ways of doing certain things. And I wonder whether... When you talk to him, when you read the books uh, that he's done, when you when you look at some of the documentaries done, look, go into the team detail of how he's won stuff. I think part of this defending deep and low block stuff that he's doing in in, in the first part, um, you know, when he comes in, is to get the team drilled into how to defend. But he, he wants to take the shackles off, but he can't at Tottenham no. per se because they don't know how to defend that bit. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm not articulating very well. It's almost like he's training them whilst in a match. Do you get what I mean? To get match ready to do that thing. Yeah, and, and it's a learning process because we've never had it. But once it's been taught, and once you know how to do it, mm. shackles come off a bit and blah blah blah. But but when you need to go back to that for a game like to win a cup, right in the cup competition. You've got it in your locker. Yep. Do you understand what I mean? So I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt on that as well. But I just think that the chopping and the changing and the moving and the shaking of our defence is part of the problem. And I, and I go back to, just quickly, I go back to Eric Dyer. He's getting a lot of stick as well, right? But Eric Dyer against Chelsea in the Carabao Cup, 
he was out, outstanding. I think he played like three games uh, in, in like two days or whatever, three days or whatever it was. Something stupid that he played, 180 minutes of football in three days or something mad. He got the man of the match that day, do you remember? And I remember that, you know, Jose bigging him up and all that sort of stuff. Um, and so he has had some decent performances, right? Uh, I think Toby has had some decent performances. I think he's our best centre-back. I don't think we've seen enough of Roden, and, and I think that would be interesting to see if Roden, if Roden don't get a game midweek or, or, or next weekend, when's he ever going to play? Um, and Sanchez, we've seen a lot of him, and, he, and he's, he's been a clown at times, but today he was good, and you can only give him credit for, for what he's done today. Yeah, totally agree. Just to finish up on the game, uh, Sergio Regular, we're going to mention him. He grabbed an assist when his cross was nodded on to Lucas to score Spurs' his third. Spurs are much better, it has to be said, with him down the left as an attacking threat, but also with the pace of the fend really well. Um, also, I'm have to go back to just a couple of the centre-backs we mentioned there because we've got some statements in here. Michael Green says, best game by Damson for a long time. I feel Toby helped stabilise him. Also, nice to have Toby's distribution. Uh, Nicky at Highland Spurs says, I know Bellerin missing their usual strike force, but I thought Toby, especially Santa, played very, very well. And he goes on to make that point. You know, is it time to stick with the back four for the runner games on the discussion we've just had? Warren at Warren1664 says exactly the same thing there. Is it time to stick with these two centre-halves? And you've heard the discussion we've just there, Warren. So we hope that answers your question. Um, Pierre Hoybier to him, I think you've got to say, patrol that midfield and that partnership with Rundum is coming along nicely. They both know each other is going to be. And I think Hoybier today, to be fair, he's getting back to what we know the Hoybier to be at Tottenham. I think you can see that now, knackered over the last couple of weeks. Looks a lot yeah. more fresh. And he was Dom, a bustman, wasn't he? Like, he like, like Cracker says, just quickly. Mm. And, on, and on Hoybier, you know, always say it every week, eight mm. out of ten every week. The yep. biggest compliment I can, uh, can give uh, Pierre today is that we didn't talk about him. No, and that's exactly, isn't it? Because he's quiet, you know I mean? he's unassuming, he is that kind of the player. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So so I think somebody, it might have been more keen to be fair, and he hasn't done Tottenham fans any favours today, is he, what he's saying, but I think he mm. might have said it's a couple of weeks. When Pierre is your man of the match, mm. that's when you've got to start worrying. And today, yeah, he, he won yeah. at all. And, you know, he, he does that role really well when he's just, you know, just got on with his job. Mm, same as Ndombele, you know, kept things neat and tight in the midfield. Nothing spectacular for a change, but it was that clever flick that began the move for the fourth goal. And just a word on Son, just so we can't forget Son. You know, if other players could have finished off chances, Sonny could have had an absolute hatful of assists had they been more clinical. So credit to him in Son. Uh, we're going to go for our final break of the show. When we return, we've got Fulham to come this week so taking you into this break we've got a couple of Fulham podcasters that are very kindly giving us their thoughts their views and predictions ahead of this game so do not go anywhere we are back after our final break of this show lots to talk about but first of all what a great performance and a, and a good win for us yes uh, it's a good result because it's 4-0 uh, four goals uh, scored and, and a clean sheet for the team. Um, at this moment of the, pe- of, of the season, I think uh, it's very important for the confidence. Um, but we need to give a run uh, into a performance and into a, uh, of wins. Um, so next week will be decisive for. for, for um, it's important to get this idea in your mind and be ready for for the next two fights. Well, Hugo, after after the two European performances plus West Ham, plus Everton, plus West Brom. It just feels like a result like this has been coming. I don't know if you feel that way. In this league, uh, it's difficult to um, to predict what is going to happen. Uh, even at 4-0, you could see Burnley trying to score a goal, attacking 
and uh, the, the team never die. Uh, there is no easy game, there is no comfortable win. Uh, we, we deserve the win because we, we went on the pitch uh, and we gave all uh, as a team. The last few games uh, there was a lot of criticism about defensive uh, task, but um, the football is about balance. If you are unbalanced, this is what happened the last few games. Uh, you, you concede goals and, and, and the performance doesn't give confidence to the team and confidence is the key. Uh, hopefully the last two results uh, will give us confidence for, for, for the schedule ahead of us um, because we are in a period of the season that everything can count at the end. Yeah. You were here when Gareth was absolutely flying before he went to Real Madrid. How nice is it to see him back in this vein of form, Hugo? It's good, it's good. But when you have a player like Garrett, you expect a lot of things because uh, of his career. Uh, I think his confidence is back. Uh, now he's not about playing games. Uh, he's been decisive the last two games. And, uh, and that's good for him. That means that it's good for the team as well. And the most important thing to come out of today, Hugo Lloris, is 100 clean sheets for you in the Premier League. So congratulations to you for that. Thank you. Um, I know you don't talk about records, you don't talk about yourself, but you must be very proud of that. Yeah, I'm very happy with uh, this number. Uh, obviously, uh, I could not get or reach this number without uh, the help of my teammates. Uh, football is all about team work. You've made a few uh, saves in there as well, to be fair to you. Of course, of course. But... Uh, <laughs> It's all about teamwork, team effort, uh, and then the quality appears, uh, individuality appears. So um, I'm very happy with this number. I hope there will be uh, a lot more, and um, and then yeah, uh, I'm focused like all my teammates uh, on the team, uh, on the um, on the schedule. Uh, we have to do better in the Premier League uh, today. Hopefully, it's uh, one step forward for the team, and uh, and then the Europa League. And uh, you know, uh, we have a lot of belief uh, to make something. Yeah. Well, well done today, Hugo. And I say on behalf of Spurs fans watching all over the world, congratulations on the hundred clean sheets. Thank you very you much. Deserve it. Thank you. Guys, well done. Thank Two you. goals today. Fantastic performance. Tell us about the team performance first of all, because we needed a win. And, and we did it in style, didn't we? Yeah, no, definitely. The, the team came out, we played with confidence. I think we, we've used the Europa League to kind of build that momentum. And, um, yeah, we showed today everyone was willing to work hard as a team, stuck together, stuck to our game plan. And, uh, yeah, great to get the victory. Start was important. To get ahead against a team like Burnley is always important. And to do it after two minutes... You are, I mean, you're on the spot. I was just, it's like you almost looked around yourself just to say, is that all right? Yeah, no, of course, you never know with VAR as well. So, um, yeah, nice to, to, to get a goal, especially with the right foot. You don't get too many of them. So, um, yeah, great to get off the mark. Great to, for the team to, to start quickly. And I think that built confidence. And, yeah, we, we kind of grew even more and more in the game. Pierre and, and Tongi winning the ball, us breaking. I mean, the, the, the four of you, including Luke as well. Incredible going forward at times. It must be brilliant to play in Gareth. Yeah, no, of course. And um, yeah, we have we have the talent, we have the, the players to score a lot of goals. So um, yeah, it was nice to get four today as a team. As I said, clean sheet was very important again. So um, yeah, we keep we keep building, we keep growing in confidence, and hopefully this is a 
a start of something good now. It felt like it's been coming, Gareth, because we've had decent performances if, if the results haven't shown it. Yeah, no, for sure. I think in football, you don't always get out what you put in. Um, some some performances have been really good, and, and maybe we haven't won. So, uh, but yeah, as I said, it's it's important now to to build on this game and uh, and look forward. So the, the the question I've got two questions all for Spurs fans. I want to know the answer to. First of all, I mean, are you back to where you want to be? Yeah, no, I'm building. Um, yeah, it's taken a while, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm I'm growing in confidence. My fitness is getting better, and obviously, then I think you can see that in my performance. And the second important question is, what was Lucas's L's all about in the celebration? Because <laughs> everyone's seen ours as Welsh Mafia. He's decided to go with just Lucas. <laughs> Hello everyone, it's Anna from Spurs XY and welcome back to the Spurs Women segment here on The Last Word on Spurs. Now I do have to apologise, it has been a long time since I've been on the show, but quite frankly things haven't been going too well for Spurs women. Um, after the appointment of Rianne, uh, we look good, but after that it's just, it hasn't been going well. Lots of lots of losses now in a row and quite frankly I just didn't really want to report on that, but it's been too long now. So I watched a game, I watched a Burnley game today and I watched a um, Spurs women played against Everton. They were both at two o'clock, so I watched them side by side and I figured we need to say something. It wasn't the worst game in the world, but it still ended in a loss. Um, we gave away two penalties in the first half, like um, roughly the same time around we Spurs um, men were like 2-0 up, we were 2-0 down, so it was just, it was not fun and just concede two penalties like that. The second one was a really soft one as well, so it just, it didn't put things in a good mood. Angela Addison though, she scored a cracking goal in the first half to make it 2-1, gave us a good little chance in the second half um, and we actually pulled one back. We equalised with Gemma Davison's first goal for of the season I believe and yeah, it was cracking, it was 2-2, I figured here we go, we can push for it, we could push for the winner. But unfortunately, Everton scored from a corner and it was 3-2 and that pretty much was it for the game. Um, there's not much to say really. As I said, the first half, they just dominated and then we scored. We looked a little bit better uh, and then it's just, ugh, something's just not clicking right now for I don't know what reason. Um, Angela's been great. Kit Graham, oh, she's been fantastic though lately. But other than that, like there's just, it's not clicking. Uh, I'm not quite sure what's happening in Tottenham because I know the men played very well today, but there have been moments when they weren't playing well. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there, but it's it's not been the best. So um, so yeah, unfortunately, I wish I could bring better news, but hopefully next time around. We just came back from an international break as well. So that wasn't the best. Anyway, I won't bore you anymore. Um, I hope you enjoyed the rest of the show, which should be a lot more lighthearted than this discussion was. And come on, you Spurs. Hello, everyone. Last word on Spurs. My name is Don Betts and I'm from the Fulhamish podcast. Looking ahead to Thursday's game at Craven Cottage, kicking off at six o'clock. It's a big game. It's a big game for both teams really here because, you know, we're well in, well in with a shout of staying up this season, you know, we're finally turning in our performances into results and you've seen that of our wins over Everton, with a win over Sheffield United and we've got the point obviously away at Burnley too. So we seemingly have turned the corner in regard to getting points. Nothing within the performances, I'd say, have changed too much, but we're finally turning those great performances, like we saw against yourselves in the reverse fixture, into three points. Um, looking at this game for as a Fulham fan, it's a game, if you're looking at Spurs right now, it's a game we should be looking to get something from. Because, yes, I know Spurs are a lot better team than ourselves and you're a lot, your position in the table suggests you guys should be you know, a lot higher and stuff. But for us, you know, 
there's no we're not scared of anyone. You know, we got a point against you guys last time. We got a point at home to Liverpool. You know, we were close to getting results against Chelsea and Man United, and we only lost two Norway City. So we're not getting demolished by these big teams. So this is definitely a game that Fulham fans will be wary of. Definitely coming up against the Spurs team. But even if we look at two seasons ago when you guys came to to our place and the season we went down and we were absolutely awful under Claudio Ranieri, you know. You guys only just about uh, got the victory against us with that last-minute Harry Winks goal. So for me, I'm honestly looking at this game as a game we should be targeting to, to try to get some points in because there's no such thing as a free hit in the Premier League. There's, it's not a thing. You know, you should be trying to go for every game thinking you can get three points. And I think Scott Parker will be instilling that into this Fulham side because bar sort of, you know, your victories in the Europa League, your league form recently has still been up and down, you know. You know, obviously you did get that win against West Brom, but, you know, it wasn't convincing. Obviously, as I'm recording this, you guys take on Burnley uh, with not known a result of that, but, you know, they're, they're not going to make it an easy ride for yourself. So I think Fulham will give you a tough game. We saw that last time. Um, you know, even we saw we even saw last time you guys getting a goal in the first half, you guys still sat back and let us into the game. So if we're looking at this Fulham side, they're not really setting up too differently to the team that faced you guys in the reverse fixture. Obviously, in goal, you'll see Alfonso Areola. We've been playing more of a back four than a back five recently. So you see, uh, you know, Kene Tete, um, Tosin Alarabayo, uh, Joaquin Anderson, and then Olaina pushed out to the left-back position where he's done very, very well. I don't see uh, Romson starting over him, really, because I think, you know, Olaina's really excelled. It's been pushed from centrally in a back three to left of a, of a back four. And, you know, with Tosin Alarabayo and Joaquin Manderson, we've looked brilliant in defence. Not brilliant, but, you know, we've looked so good in defence compared to what we were at the beginning of the season since these guys have come into our team. I think, you know, but we can see there's so many goals in the opening several games of the season. But since they've come in, we've only conceded like 19 goals in 19 games or something crazy. I think, you know, I think Liverpool have conceded more goals than Fulham have this season. So conceding goals isn't our problem. It's definitely going forward and scoring them because, you know, I know we scored, we scored two at Everton um, and one away from home at Burnley and then one to beat Sheffield United. So it is scoring goals that's our issue. You know, conceding goals isn't a massive problem for us. You know, I feel like we're very sturdy at the back. Then moving into midfield, you know, you've got Harrison Reed and Anguisa with Loftus Cheek ahead of him, and then the front three of Josh Major, uh, Bobby Decadova, Reed, and Alamela Lutman. That is a team I do expect you guys to come up against, and I, I think it's a team that's going to cause you issues. I know uh, Cavalera was the one who got the goal last time, but we saw a difference that Alamela Lutman made in the reverse fixture. Get a point against you guys at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on our first visit there. So I'm very much confident that we can we can get get three not get three points but at least push you guys for the three points I don't think it's going to be straightforward but I, I am confident going to this game because I I just don't feel afraid of this of this Tottenham team if that makes sense you know it's not a team I fear the only team in this league I would say I, I fear is Manchester City I think the other teams are completely up for grabs you know we, we gave United such a close game last time I took Arioli spilling one and um, you know, Pogba wonder strike. So, yeah, I'm I'm really I wouldn't say I'm really confident going to this game, but I'm I'm very I'm confident we can give you guys a game again and hopefully get something out of it. So if I'm gonna go for a prediction for this game, I'm gonna I'm gonna predict that Fulham will pick up result. I'm not confident we can get the win, obviously, but I do think it'll be another one-one draw, which will be a good result for our guys to continue building on our campaign to try to stay up this season. Cause, you know, as we have Newcastle at home on the last game of the season, all we need to be is within three points of them. Uh, come the end of the season because we've I, I guarantee we'll have the better goal difference going into the last game so as long as we're three points behind it is 100% in our hands but it's been a pleasure coming on Last Word on Spurs once again make sure to check out us at the Footage Podcast for all, all the stuff looking ahead to this game 
you whites going into the game against spurs on thursday night it's going to be a big one for fulham we need to start picking up wins if we're to survive in the premier league uh, we need to start turning our draws into three points another draw at selhurst park meant that it was two points dropped as opposed to a point gained really we had our chances 16 shots four on target and no goals come away with a nil nil Another clean sheet is probably the positive way of looking at it. Our defence has been a lot better this season compared to the last time we were in the Premier League. And we are starting to pick up the points. We lost seven of our first 11 games this season, um, which was really poor. And that probably does contribute uh, to where we are now, really, and how we're fighting for survival. If we'd started with the same squad um, for the whole season, I think we'd be a lot further up the table. But it's just one of those things. We are where we are and we've got to fight to get out of it. Um, in terms of a starting lineup, I'd probably go with the same one that started against Crystal Palace. So we had Ariola in goal, Teti, Anderson, Tosin and Aina on left back, uh, Angisa and Reed in the midfield, and then Dekeldover Reed, Loftus Cheek, Lookman and Madger up front. Up front is a tricky one. Madger does offer us pace and he has managed to pick up a couple of goals. Uh, but we do have the option of Alexander Mitrovic as well, who is uh, powerful, good in the air and can offer us something different going forwards. It's going to be a tricky one for us. Spurs are starting to hit a bit of form now. Another four, another big win, a 4-0 win against Burnley, plus a big win in the Europa League will give them confidence and momentum going into Thursday. So it's up to us to try and stop them, really. In a reverse fixture at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, we were very solid defensively. We managed to shut out Spurs. They had their chances. And Ariola managed to save us on a few occasions. Spurs did score a good header, and that was a lapse defensively from us. Um, going into it, we do we can threaten in the air. We know that we managed to get crosses in. Cavalero obviously connecting on one to make it one all for us in that reverse fixture. Um, we know Spurs are a lot weaker down that right hand side, which is where we attacked last time. Uh, so we'll be looking to attack the right back right hand side again, depending on who plays. Probably Aurier, I assume. Um, so it's one of them. We probably will look to counter-attack as well. Um, maybe allow Spurs to have a bit of the play. It does kind of throw Spurs' game plan into a bit of uh, disrepute because we know they like to defend and then go on the counter-attack. So if we can try and counter Spurs' game, Spurs' tactics, hopefully we can come away with some sort of result. I would take a draw. We're going into the next three games. We've got Spurs, Liverpool and Manchester City. So we need to try and pick up points where we can in that really tricky run. We're not in a good situation at the moment. We're still three points off safety and we really need to start picking that up. Um, the prediction for the game. Spurs are going to come out, as I say earlier, they have momentum and confidence after two big wins. Gareth Bale looks on form lately. Uh, two goals against Burnley and uh, his second one was a very good finish as well. So he'll have the confidence after a pretty tricky season for him, really. Fulham, I suppose it's going to be tough for us. We know it's going to be tough, but we have been known to perform better against the big teams. We play with a nothing-to-lose attitude against the bigger clubs. So it depends if we can carry that over into Thursday night as well. With that and a trip to Anfield on Sunday, it's going to be tough on the team. They're going to be knackered. Um, but we're going to have to do our best. Every game is just ticking by now and we need to start picking up three points consistently. I'll go with a one-all draw, I think, for Thursday night as I know it's going to be a tricky game for us, but a point would be good for us. It's a step in the right direction, but we are relying on results elsewhere over the next 12 games to try and help us out a bit and go in our favour if we are to stay up. 
So, yeah, going to be a tricky one. But as I say, going to go for a one-all draw, hopefully. But it would be great if we could pick up the three points and really boost our survival bid. Hello and welcome back to the third and the final part of this week's last one on Spurs. Thank you for all your support over a tough period. Been nice to talk about two back-to-back wins for Tottenham. Jamie, next coming our way is Fulham in the Premier League. They sit 18th. They've just accumulated 23 points from 26 league games. You know, Fulham, it's never easy when we play Fulham, is it? You know, I always feel we're given a game, no matter you know what the season has been, what year it's been, we always seem to have a tricky time against them. Um, obviously, a draw, a result we didn't want at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in the reverse fixture. Um, how do you see Tottenham getting on, Jay, in this game? And do you think, you know, for us to build momentum... Minimum, it has to be the three points, doesn't it? You have to take three yeah. points here. Yeah, for sure. I think, look, as we've seen today, we've got more than enough quality to go and win the game. But, you know, Fulham, they are a decent side. And I, I do think they are a bit unfortunate to be where they are. And as I said, I do think they will eventually climb out of the bottom three. They've got more than enough quality. Um, I know they were playing three at the back uh, a couple of games ago and they kind of reverted to a four at the back formation. And since that, they've gone on a run of five games unbeaten. So, They've obviously found a formula that's kind of suiting them a lot better. They've brought Josh Madger into the team who they signed uh, from Bordeaux in January and he's come in and done really well. And he's added to the attack of the likes of Lookman and, and Caballero. So they've got a decent, they have got a decent team. I do like Fulham, but you'd think that Spurs, especially seeing that performance today, we've got more than enough quality to go to, uh, go to Craven Cottage and, and get the three points. So again, they're going to be a tough team, but I think you've, you've got to see that Spurs have got to go and get the three points. So uh I'm still confident that we'll we'll get the win on uh, on Thursday. Yeah, and come around to you. We've just heard there from a couple of Fulham podcasters giving their thoughts on their team and how they're doing. I mean, listen, it was never going to be an easy an easy season for Fulham. You know, they're always going to be you feel kind of battling relegation to stay up to stay in the Premier League. Of course, that's their main goal. Um, do you feel that you know if we if we don't beat Fulham, all that hard work we've done today against Burnley, in a way, it's kind of thrown away, isn't it? Because if you don't yeah. get like we say these nine points that we need, um. It all seems pretty, I don't sound to say irrelevant, but yeah, yeah, yeah. we need the nine points, don't we? It's as simple as that. I, I want the nine points, mate. I want them, these nine points from these next three games before we go into the uh, North London derby. Yeah, We're not here to, to make up the numbers. I'm not here to play attacking football if we're not going to get results. I, I want us to play like we did today, get on the front foot, get an early goal, get another one, and then see what happens from there and not make no stupid mistakes. Keep the same team if you want. If you don't want to play Delhi, leave him on the bench, great, whatever, as long as he comes on and does something else. But just keep it consistent today. Um, coming to the question what I, I posed before, I'd rather keep the same system as today and change it for Palace because I think Fulham hold a bigger threat than Palace. I think with Fulham, all right, they haven't had a great start to the season, but they ain't no mugs. We, we, we saw it this year. Uh, Lookman, um, is it Reed, yeah? Yeah. They're good players, mate. They're very, very, very good players. And I think mm. they can cause us problems. Yeah. I don't want to... I want to see the settled back four, as we said. Give, give Sanchez and Toby another run out. Give them another chance. Mm. And then just play as we played today. That's all I want to see. I don't want to see no mistakes. I don't want to see no changing. Let them change for us. Why should yeah. we change for them? That's a very good point you make there. And Lee, when I come around to you, you know, it's interesting because, you know, we're sitting here saying about no changes. You know, we're asking a team to try and turn around in the space of, was it 72 hours? I mean, listen, we'd like to sit here and say we can play the same 11, but I just wonder, you know, Delhi, he didn't come on for very, very long. Does Delhi come on fresh legs to start, you know, this coming game? I, I wonder because many people are saying, look, let's try and keep the same team, but you've got to think about it, you know, 
Can we? Can we keep the same thing with Palace in mind as well? I mean, what's the minimum changes that you'd like to see made to this team ahead of Fulham? Zero. Is, is, is that realistic I'm, to I'm think? Totally, I'm totally with. I'm totally yeah. with. That. But is that is that realistic? Do you think we can do that? Well, do you think I think we can go it depends, if if everyone's in their green zones and all that sort of stuff, and like they're they're on fire. I mean, I want Delhi in the side, but you can't drop Mora. He scored another goal today. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he's 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 confidence. He's celebrating nice. He's he's you know he's, he's smiles on his faces. All the stuff that we like. Kane scored again. Two uh, two assists from Son. Bow's got an assist and scored two goals today. You can't, you can't change that front four. You know, keep that. Again, we talked about the centre-backs and the changing. Why would we change that? You know, Toby and, um, look, maybe a change Toby because maybe Toby can't do two two games that, that quick. Um, but again, you know, I, I like, I, I would keep it the same. If, if if they're in the green levels, I'd keep it the same. You look at some of the stats. I mean, Fulham, Fulham are on a bit of form. There's no doubt about it. I, I think if you're going to put, if you're, if you're betting man or, or, or a betting woman, um, I'd put a little, a little pound on Fulham to stay up now. Do you know what I mean? I, I think that they've got the momentum, like staying up. Um, and you, you look at their unbeaten in the last five Premier League games. They went to Everton and won away at Everton. Uh, we couldn't even do that. Uh, they got a draw at West Ham. Uh, uh, they drew West Ham, sorry. We, we obviously couldn't even do that. Um, and so, you know, but they have drawn against Burnley you know, and they drew against Crystal Palace as well. So, you know, you have a look at that. I mean, their biggest win of the season, right? Fulham's biggest win of the season is 2-0 against West Brom, who are woeful, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, their worst defeat has been 3-0 uh, the Arsenal, to, to be yeah. fair, I think it was the first game of the season. So, you look at the amount of goals they can see, the amount of goals that they've scored uh, per match. You know, we should go there. If we approach the game in the same way as we approach today, we'll win the football match. We will. We'll win the football match. If we if we score and we, we go to low block and we go to you know invite them yeah. on us, we, we're not going to do well. I mean, similar to what you saying, how that game ended 1-1, wasn't it? Because we invited that pressure on in the reverse game. Spot and on. that's why we ended up with that result. Spot, right. Spot on. Let's get predictions, Emily. Let's wrap this up. Lee, prediction, please. What are you going for? Uh, it is away from home. Um, I think we. Ma- I think Fulham are tricky. I think that they give us a tougher game than what Burnley did today. But I'm pretty confident that well, I think we're going to win 2-0. Okay, win 2-0. Let's go over to Jamie Brown there. Jay, what are you going for? Prediction, um, please. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident for this one. I'm pretty confident for this one. I'm going to go two board. Um, I'm going to say 3-1 to Spurs. Uh, 3 to Spurs. I'm going to sneak in a 2-1 win there as well. So, again, very confident. And let's end the show with you. What are you going yeah, for? 2-1 two, two to Spurs. Uh, I think uh, matey boy from Fulham will score. Is it Reid? <laughs> we've we've got his name up. Reid wins the last... <laughs> Now we've got yeah. to try and pull the stats up the last time they got. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just looking at the recent meetings actually, and we've always conceded against Fulham. It's mm. quite, quite interesting, yeah. and it's yeah. always tight games as mm. well. We, we've won in the last five meetings. We've won four, um, and we've drawn the last one, the last yeah. meeting that we had. But they've been like two ones, three twos, didn't they? They're not always tight, yeah, always tight games. Three one, two one, one, two, one, 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 one. So mm. there's there's, there's yeah. goals in the games. To, to be yeah. fair, and we have a clean sheet. I'm still going to stick with it. Okay. Come on, you Spurs. There you go. A full panel there predicting the Tottenham Hotspur winner come against Fulham. Listen, guys, nice talking about back-to-back Tottenham wins. As always, let me thank my wonderful panel, Jamie Brown, the wonderful Lee McQueen, Andy Costa in the house, promoting and pushing the clubhouse vibe for us on the last one on Spurs. Listen, keep safe, keep well, and as always, come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power. Loyalty 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.